0: Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host and soul-centered leadership coach, Anastasia Burtnick. If you are a spiritual seeker looking to learn, grow, and make deep and lasting change in your life, you are in the right place, my friend. I'll be serving you up juicy topics on soul work, relationships, purpose, power, and everything in between. Together, we are going to dive deep into our hearts and souls so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soul Service Podcast. It's been some heavy times lately, hey? Heavy, heavy times. You know, over, over everything that is going on, I think Probably the hardest thing for most people, uh, for myself included, has been the isolation and the disruption of our routines. Now, I know I've probably said this before, but we're being asked to step into a new way of being. We're entering a new paradigm. So even when things quote-unquote, go back to normal, we're going to be seeing a shift. Now, truthfully, I don't know what that shift is going to look like. Some things might look very similar, and some things may look very, very different. What I do know is that we as a collective, as a human race, are going to be different. Everything going on right now with coronavirus is creating a new way of being for us, and it's as a collective bringing up our shadow. Now, I know you've heard me talk about the shadow in previous episodes, um, but I'll remind you again that our shadow is the parts of ourself that we would rather not be. The parts of ourself that we deem to be not enough, no good, unacceptable, um, they're the things we judge the most harshly, the things that society looks down upon. And as a whole collective, our shadows are being brought to the surface to be healed. You know... I believe that the coronavirus was man-made. Now, I don't know how much you guys go into conspiracy theories, how awake you are to the things going on behind the scenes, but I do believe that the coronavirus was man-made. And I believe that it was made to instill more fear in the world. Now now this is only the tip of the iceberg there. So there is a group that feeds off of fear that feeds off of keeping us small and asleep and doing the bidding of the powers in the world. Now these powers in the world, and I'm, I'm not saying their names specifically specifically, because the podcasts have been taken down. There's, there's been things. But there's a group of, of powerful people in the world, and I believe that they work with other entities that feed off of fear. And what's happening is I believe that they created the coronavirus in order to bring more fear and energy in the world because they needed a top up. I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes, but that's what I believe happened. And I do believe that their plan has backfired. Now don't get... Don't get me wrong here, there is a ton of fear in the world. So, for a while, it was working, and there are still a lot of people living in fear. But I think that what this group did not anticipate was the response from all the light workers in the world and the mass conscious awakening that is going on right now and the mass healing that is going on right now. You know, honestly, I believe that there is. Uh, call it a spiritual war going on behind the scenes that we are not necessarily fully aware of. Most people aren't aware of anything going on behind the scenes. They just think it's virus and that's it. But there is more going on behind the scenes. And I believe that there are things like pedophile rings being cleaned up and a lot of the human trafficking is being cleaned up and the people that were in positions of power are being now taken out of those positions of power. So we're going to be seeing a lot of, of crazy things happening. Now, when I do believe that when this, this power group that's trying to control the world through fear, when they created the virus, I don't think that they thought it through that there would be this other side coming at them. And I don't think they thought through the fact that this would actually create a mass awakening, but it has. And not only is it creating a mass awakening, but it's creating a a brand new paradigm for how to live. You are going to see now more than ever before on people starting their own businesses, people finding new ways of teaching their children of working, of participating in society. We're going to see belief systems and values shift. We're going to see massive shifts. Our earth is healing right now. With us not being able to go out and do things, our earth is healing. It's regenerating. It's going through a rebirth process, just as we are. We are literally having everything that we know that we thought we were and was important to us, be stripped away. And we're rebuilding ourselves from the ground up just as Mother Nature is. So there is a whole process of death and rebirth going on now. And we are being asked to step into our spiritual gifts more into our connection with the divine. We are being asked to heal. And we are being shown that it's our responsibility to heal. And that if we don't, things are just going to get worse for us. You know, in in every single moment, we have a choice and we can choose to stay spinning in whatever stories we currently have, or we can choose to make a change now let me be very clear these changes do not happen overnight or all at once It's an ongoing process so if you are feeling like oh my god there's a million things coming at me right now everybody's telling me that I have to change and I don't like I, I can't even figure out what the heck my own name is today uh, just just take a breath take a breath there is a lot of messages out there in the world that says that's saying that you have to change you have to do this and it and the pressure is there to do it all at once but that's not how changes are made changes are not made all at once and even if you put a whole new routine in place and do it really well for a little bit and you're doing everything all at once I guarantee that you're going to fall off track because you didn't set up a foundation for it. You didn't actually make sure that you can sustain it on a long-term basis. You know, you see a lot of pressure from the fitness industry to exercise at home, to get your health in shape. And the messages behind that is not a bad thing. What's, what is not working is when people are trying to just, maybe they've never done any exercise, maybe they've done a little bit, maybe they've been inconsistent and now they're going full force with no brakes on and eventually they're gonna hit a wall. So anytime you need to make change, you need to do it slowly. You know, you've probably heard me use this example Numerous times already, but I'll use it again. If you wanted to start reading a chapter a day of a book, you don't start with a chapter. You start with two pages. Make it very achievable and attainable. And you keep doing that until those two pages feel easy. And then you can add on more. That teaches your brain. That teaches your your body that you can do something consistently and have success at it and not get overwhelmed and not get burnt out and not fall off track because it's, it's easy, it's attainable. And then you can add on more and more, but you're, you're building a habit from a place of, I can do this rather than stretching yourself. There is a time and a place to stretch yourself, but when you're starting something new, when you're making big changes in your life, that's not the time to do it. That's the time to take it slow and be methodical about it so that you can actually achieve and make permanent changes rather than fleeting changes. This is something that I've actually done a lot even within my own life, not just for spiritual things or mindset things, but also for the physical. My chronic pain for many, many years was debilitating. And there were days when I could barely get out of bed. Occasionally, I still have those days. And actually right now with the coronavirus going on, my pain, uh, my physical pain is going through the roof right now because I'm not able to go for massage and chiropractic care and all the things that I would do to keep my physical body healthy. So I'm having to find alternatives. So I'm turning to energy healing a lot. I'm turning to stretching a lot. I'm doing everything else I can to keep my body well. But the point is, is that whether you're doing something physical like exercise or you're doing something with mindset or creating a new habit, you have to start slow and consistent so that you can actually attain what you are trying to do. If you have never been consistent with exercising, saying that you're going to work out five times a week might be too much. Maybe you need to aim for twice a week. Anything over that is bonus, but you have to hit your twice a week. And not for like three hours at a time, do 30 minutes, do 15 minutes. Start low and slow so you can attain it. Now tying this all together, we're going through major changes. We're going through a major paradigm shift. We are awakening on a mass scale. Those of us who have already been awake for a while are deepening our spiritual gifts. We're utilizing our psychic gifts more. We're being asked to spread our light in the world, our message in the world. And doing it from a place of love and with responsibility. We're being asked to do things differently and asked to heal. Now, the shadow as a collective, like I said, it's being brought to the surface. So we're being shown the shadow side of materialism, of hoarding, of fear based thinking, of not having connection, of overworking, of not having the connection with ourselves, not being able to sit with ourselves. We're seeing All of these shadows come up where we have been neglecting ourselves, our own growth, and even just basic compassion for others for so long. And now we're being put in a position where we're having to make choices. Do we be compassionate or do we hoard? You're seeing a lot just a lot of things come up. You're seeing a lot of anger come up, a lot of negativity, bitterness, Um, lots and lots of fear. People are spreading fear every freaking day. I cannot tell you how many posts I have seen in a single day saying, stay home, blah, blah, blah. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. Like, why are you being stupid? There's just so much. And then you see article after article about all these deaths and just everything going on. And it's distracting us. And You know, honestly, be very careful about what you are posting at this time, what you are taking in at this time. You already know how to take care of yourself for the virus. You know to wash your hands, you know to social distance. Other than very important news updates, like maybe there's a new program in your area You don't need to tune into the news. You can limit that. You can limit seeing people on Facebook posting all these things. You can limit what you are sharing. Now, I'm not telling you to just be love and light because being only love and light and ignoring the shadow, ignoring the darkness, ignoring what needs to be healed is not an option. It's not, you can do it but you're never going to move forward and you're going to keep getting triggered and you're, cause you're not going to do the healing. You need to be able to share both, but from a place of power and love and compassion rather than just from a place of fear. You will never hear me say, tell you to be afraid of the virus. You'll never hear me tell you or update you on every single death that's been reported. You're not going to hear me spouting fear at you. What you will hear me say is the truth about things. You will hear me say that you do need to heal, that you have a responsibility to heal. I will show you how you can do some healing on yourself, how you can work through these things, how you can make changes in your life but I'm never going to spread fear for you. And and that's the difference. I talk about the dark side of this. I talk about the shadow, but I'm not spreading fear. I'm giving you an awareness and a clarity and the foundation to move forward so that you can do the healing work. So watch your words. And you know, our thoughts create our reality and you need to choose them very carefully. You will notice if you are constantly in a negative state, in a fear state, in a state of anger, shame, grief, guilt, resentment, you are going to attract more of that into your life. And if you don't believe me, look at people who are all, look at, look outside yourself. Look at people who all they do is complain, who are negative all the time, who are sitting in all of those heavy emotions. Are they happy? Do they have joyful lives? Do they have fulfilling lives? No. They don't. But you will notice that people who, are living in love, in positivity, who are doing the healing work on themselves, not not just all love and light all the time, but actually doing all the healing work on themselves, who talk from a place of love and an open heart, and they don't complain about things. They share vulnerably. You will see that those people have joy in their life, experience bliss and peace. They're not affected in the same way. Because their mind is completely different. Their lives are completely different because they are a vibrational match for a better life. So choose your thoughts wisely. You can always choose to feel down or to feel happy. And even if you have a condition such as depression, you can still choose. It might take you more effort to choose, but you can choose. You know, something when I, when my depression was at its worst, my therapist said to me, sometimes you have to fake it until you feel it. And that right there is a perfect example of how you have to actually bring in the emotions that you want to feel, the thoughts that you want to feel, and then you will start feeling them. You don't always feel it first and then like you don't always feel it first. Sometimes you have to bring in those thoughts in order to feel. So you have the power to choose in every moment. Now with this with this shadow that is coming up for the collective to heal. When you try to go and think about what you need to heal look at what your triggers are what are you being triggered by people not listening to the rules why are you being triggered by that is it because you think they have no respect for rules is it because you are afraid that they're going to get sick and spread the spread the virus what what is it about that trigger people not listening to what the news has to say about social distancing etc as an example what is it about that trigger that is coming up for you why are you triggered by it why are you judging their actions what are you afraid of and what has it taught you to do differently you have to look at both sides And see, what is, what is it asking me to heal? What beliefs do I have in place? What can I replace those beliefs with? And what has this situation taught me? So if I am feeling triggered by people not obeying the rules, well, what has obeying the rules taught me? What has it given me? Well, it's kept me safe. Maybe it's also kept me small, playing inside the box. Uh, It's taught me how to have respect for people, how to take care of myself and my family, how to be a warrior. You know, it could be any number of things, but you want to go through it, see both sides. And once you can see both sides, you can start reintegrating that back into yourself. And then you will find that you won't be triggered by it anymore. You will be able to communicate your needs clearly without having it be emotionally charged because your heart will be open. So as a collective, we're all being asked to do this on an individual scale and then on a collective scale. On a collective scale, we are being asked to reevaluate what is important to us. We're being asked to reevaluate how we live our lives. We're being asked to connect to spirit more. We're being asked to surrender. We're letting go of a lot of the beliefs that life has to be a certain way in order to be good. You have to work a nine to five job in order for life to be good, in order for you to be worthy. You have to be good at school. School is very important. We're being asked to shift these beliefs and either resolve and pull these beliefs or change them or add in new beliefs. The more that we look at what is coming up in both the world and in ourselves, the more we have the power to shift and to change. And the more that we shift and change, the more good we are doing in the world. We're better in our own lives. We're bettering, bettering the lives of those around us our gifts are radiating out into the world more people are then seeing that it's safe for them to heal more people are awakening there's a ripple effect so never think that just because you're doing the work on yourself that you're not impacting others and you know when we do this work on ourselves it even impacts our lineages our past and future selves because we're not on one linear timeline where there's a, there's this whole timeline that is not linear it's like a mess of lines and stories entangling in and out of one another and what affects us now affects us in our past lives and affects us in our future lives it affects our parents and our grandparents and their lineages and our ancestors and affects our lineages moving forward that don't technically exist in the present yet. It affects everything. So the more work you do on yourself, the more you are affecting the world in ways that you cannot even fully fathom. So this work is so important. You know, the the other thing that is happening right now is that because we are being asked to step into something new and everything that we have known is currently being stripped away, we are literally creating new identities for ourselves. This truly is a death and rebirth or resurrection process. Everything we know, everything we think we are is being stripped away. And all that is left is who we truly are and then who we can truly step into. Figuring out your identity, coming back into who you are, Honestly, it can be a complicated process. It can be complicated because the question of who am I, I don't know that anybody truly has an answer for that. Even for myself, you know, I can give you a really good description of who I am, but I know that there are still pieces of the puzzle that, my human mind won't fully know. It's not until we return to our pure soul essence, where we are energy, where we have transitioned from our human life, that we will fully know that answer. Because truthfully, we are the culmination of every single thought and memory across this lifetime and every lifetime that we have lived as a soul. And that includes the thoughts and memories from our ancestors through our lineage. All of those reside in every single cell of our body. And as we heal, some of those cells die off. Some of those cells just become dormant and they're part of our makeup. And as we grow, we create new cells, new memories, new thoughts. So we are constantly changing. So the question of who am I is, is loaded and it's, it's infinite. But you can still come into the truest version of who you are. and who you are at a human understanding is the person that you are without all the labels. So if you take away the label of partner, of your job, of your education, of your race, of, your, of any status, if you take away those you get to the heart of who you are. And it's not who you are as a human. It's who you are on a soul level. Our humanness will always try to put us in a box. It'll try to quantify us in some way. Okay, well, I'm a person who has chronic pain and depression, but is that true? Is that who I am? Or is that just something that's part of my life at this point in time? I am a person who was in the military for 10 years. Is that my identity anymore? No. Was it before? Yeah, I thought so. I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. Is that who I am? That's one of the labels I currently identify with. But is that who I am on a soul level? No. when we are finding our identity, we have to look at stripping away the labels. And one of the ways you can do that is if this were to change tomorrow, if I, like, for example, if I were tomorrow, no longer able to be an energy healer and, and an intuitive life coach, what does that make me? Does that make me any less than? Does that make me any less worthy, any less lovable? Does that take away my importance? No. Because it's not who I am. It is part of my journey, but it is not who I am. Now, this can seem really daunting when it feels like you are rewriting your life. And so many people, especially with this coronavirus going on, are in a process of rewriting their life. They may have already been in the process and now everything is being brought to a head. You may find that old patterns are coming back up, things that you thought you healed. Maybe you're experiencing more anger again. Maybe your depression is worse again. You thought you healed it. What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you. All you're doing is shedding more layers. And, you know, remember the the healing journey is like an onion. It's like this never ending onion and you heal something and you pull off a layer and you heal another thing and you pull off another layer and you're going to keep on covering things. And sometimes it feels like you have been healing this one thing over and over again over a period of maybe a couple months, maybe a couple years. Something that you haven't thought about in years is now resurfacing and you are like, what the heck is going on? But what's happening is that just a new layer, a new depth is coming to the surface to be healed. And the purpose behind all of this healing work is to come back into the highest alignment with our soul, with creator itself, the creator energy. Even when we pass, when we transition out of this human life, our soul still has an ego. And that's why you will get baby souls who are very egotistical, very self-centered. They, they're typically the ones that have the most negativity and, and the negative version of selfishness. They're, They don't necessarily care a lot about others because they haven't grown yet. Every single lifetime that we have as a soul, we grow. And the difference between baby souls and old souls is old souls have the ability to really come from compassion and love. They are the teachers. They are the ones that are awakening consciousness right now. There's different levels So no matter where we are in our soul journey, in our human journey, we are always being asked to heal so that we can grow, so that we can release more and more of our ego, so that we can be more connected with our own soul essence and with creator of all that is. And again, I use the word creator of all that is. You may call it spirit. I also use that word, source energy universe, God, whatever feels aligned to you, you use that word. But it's a higher power. And that highest power is what we are connected to. It's through each and every single one of us. And the purpose of healing is to get more and more into alignment with that highest power. So with the identities, we are being asked to heal. We're being asked to look at the labels we give ourselves and strip them away and see what's left. What's left is our values. It's who we are. It's our beliefs. And all of these can shift and grow and change. But it's the things that if the external circumstances were taken away Who would you be as a person? Are you somebody who's connected to spirit? Are you soulful? Are you happy? Do you give love? Are you joyful? Are you radiant? Or are you choosing to live in fear? We choose who we get to be. And as we discover... Quote unquote, who we are in this life, who we believe and perceive us to be, is going to change depending on where we are on our journey. But it's never about the outside circumstances. I know that me personally, who I was five years ago, is definitely not who I am today. Five years ago, I was a person who was not awake who put my entire identity into external parts of me. I thought that I I was the military and the military was me. And that's who I, that's who I was. It was like, I was not a person anymore. I was very negative. I was overcome by depression, by pain. I didn't know how to be with my emotions. I didn't know how to be with myself. I was insecure. I didn't do things I enjoyed because I felt like I wasn't worthy of them. That's who I was. Today, I'm connected to my soul. I am a healer. I help people. I live with my my heart open. I honor myself. I know that I am worthy. I bring things into my life that I enjoy because they fill me up. And by me filling myself up, I can fill others up. I know that I am not depression. I know that I am not chronic pain. They're sometimes present in my life but I am not them. That's not my identity. I have an identity of health and connectedness and wellness. I have an identity of love. I have an identity of being a spiritual teacher, and that is something that no one can take away from me. Your identity, who you are, is something that no one can take away from you. Yes, it is going to shift. Yes, it is going to grow. It is going to change because you are going to change. But it is the things that no one can take away from you. That is who you are. So lean into that. And when you're on this journey of self discovery, of finding new ways to be and figuring out what it is that you like how you're meant to grow, how you're meant to heal. Give yourself lots of grace and space. And know that it doesn't matter who you are with, whether you're by yourself, whether you're in a relationship, you can do this growth work. You can do this work of self-discovery. You just have to give yourself the permission to. The only one holding you back from doing this work is you. Because you're sitting in fear or you're sitting in a not enough wound and you're allowing that to rule your life instead of allowing yourself to grow. And if you are in a relationship and you are not growing, there's part of you that is using your partner as an excuse. I can't do this because my partner doesn't believe in this. Doesn't matter. You have to be willing to step into who you are. You have to be willing to honor your boundaries, honor your needs. You have to be willing to communicate your needs. And you know, I'll be very honest, sometimes this journey is very lonely. It took me years of growth by myself Before my partner even started understanding, he still doesn't fully understand what I do, but he loves and supports me, and he's started doing his own growth in his own way. There may be a time that we catch up to each other, and there may not be, but I knew that I could not sit and not grow. Because if I didn't choose to grow, he wouldn't have ended up growing either. Now, there are times, especially when you are in a partnership, where you will start growing and your partner will not. And you may you may grow apart and that might be a natural parting of the ways. Or your partner might take his sweet time, but he'll start to grow. You have to be willing to take the risk, though, of knowing yourself and healing yourself and giving yourself what you need. You have to be willing to take that risk because by not taking that risk, you are keeping yourself small. And by keeping yourself small, you're never going to change. Things aren't ever going to change. And you're going to repeat the same cycles over and over and over again. And you know, growing is a risk because you do risk losing relationships. You risk losing the current way of life that you know. But you have a choice. You, if, you can stay in the life that you know in the exact way it is and not do, the, not do any growth, not do any healing. And if you are okay with staying exactly the way things are, that's fine. If that's empowering to you, that's fine. But if you are uncomfortable with the way things are, if you are not happy, if you know that you are not your truest self, then you need to take that risk and honor your growth and your journey. You know what? Unfortunately, there are going to be natural separations in life. You will notice that old friends that you talk to all the time, you no longer know how to talk to them because they are different now. You are different now. And they may be still in the place that you were, that you've grown from. And it's hard for you to lower yourself, lower your energy, your vibration to that level because you've grown out of it. So you will notice natural separations. But here's the thing is every time you perceive something that you are losing and, and when we lose something, it is a perception, but every time we lose something, what that does is it opens up space for us to bring more into our life. So we're making space for new things, new people, new opportunities to come into our life. But you have to be willing to allow that in. You have to be willing to allow it. You have to be willing to receive it. So start honoring what you need. Start exploring what it is that brings you joy. Start doing the work on yourself to heal. Do an energy healing session, hire a coach, read some books. Find a community of people who are growing in the direction that you want to grow. Learn about crystals, about angels, about spirituality. Find the things that are calling out to you. And even if you are afraid, if they feel expansive, then that's saying that you need to go for it. be willing to step out of your comfort zone. If stepping out of your comfort zone might look at, might look like taking a dance class, take a dance class. If it's learning about something that you've never learned about before, take that leap. You have to do things differently in order to have a different life. You cannot expect change to come into your life without changing what you are doing. And remember to start slow. Everything we are going through from this mass conscious awakening, the, the tearing down of our old systems and beliefs, this process of finding our new identity that is more true to our soul and to the creator of all that is. It is a it's a long process. There are some things that can happen instantly. There are some things that happen quickly. And then there are things that take time. You know, change can happen in an instant, but transformation happens over time. And we are going through a transformation process. Your whole life will be a transformation process. So you need to let go of getting getting to that point where you arrive. You're never going to arrive. So you need to learn in the present moment to have gratitude, to be grateful and loving and accepting of where you are and then where you are going. And knowing that every single step that you take forward, you can be grateful for and you can sit in that moment It's about being present in the now. So take your time, but allow yourself to heal. Allow yourself to grow. Do what you need to do and do it from a place of love rather than from a place of I need to change because I'm not enough. You are changing because you are enough. And that is how you need to start moving forward in your life. Get help, honor yourself, communicate your needs. I know that there are parts of this journey where you will walk alone, but the more that you reach out for support, the more supported you will be. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you need more support, I have resources for you. If this is the, one of the first episodes you are tuning into on the podcast, make sure to go listen to other episodes because they are full of beautiful information. Make sure to share the podcast with people that you know would be helped by it. I also have free resources through my Instagram, and through my Facebook. I have a free Facebook community. I'm currently hosting free weekly coaching calls and group healing sessions. I don't know how long that's going to be, but I'm supporting you for the foreseeable future with all of this coronavirus. I also offer one-on-one energy healing sessions using Theta Healing. It's an energy healing modality. It really gets to the root of old beliefs, pulling old traumas, um, instilling you with new beliefs and feelings that move you forward all from the power of creator. It can help you with pain in the body, disease in the body, um, feeling more confident, having more clarity, enhancing your spiritual and psychic gifts. There's so much that you can do within an energy healing session. Those are available on my website and they are $60 right now. It won't be that way forever. So make sure you take advantage of it and book a session. I also have coaching. So if you are interested in doing one-on-one coaching, let me know. We will go really, really deep into changing your life and healing all of the things that are holding you back so that you can have a spiritual foundation to move forward in your life and you will have the, the clarity and the awareness to make the changes that you need all of these things where I might be talking about something on a podcast and you're, you're thinking to yourself, I need to go deeper. I can do that with you through coaching. So reach out to me. All of the links are in the show notes below. And if you need help with something, if you have a question about something, if you have a reaction to this podcast, please reach out to me on social media or send me an email um, my email is admin at Again, everything is in the show notes. I am here for you. So reach out, take advantage. And if you're not taking advantage, ask yourself why, what is holding you back? I love you guys so much. You are such an amazing audience. I'm just, I'm just feeling so blessed to be here with you every single week. And I'm sending you so much love. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. Do you want to feel powerful, vibrant, and happy in your daily life? Get in on my free Walk Your Path to Power Challenge. Head on over and join me at AnastasiaBurtnick.com forward slash power. If you love what you heard today, I would be over the moon if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.